It feels good to feel I want It feels good to knock it down It feels good to scuff your eyes It feels good I'm gonna wow Spray paint the walls Don't wanna see the blades you see Won't be you but you like me My life is there to use It feels good I'm gonna wow Spray paint the walls Feels so good to feel I want Feels so good to knock it down It feels good to scuff your eyes It feels good I'm gonna wow Welcome to the latest Nickel City soundtrack. In this episode, we discussed a recent incident at the punk house Soup of Descent. My friend Sean posted a video where he was showing how a lot of the band graffiti that was in the basement of their house had been tagged over by a recent show attendee. Because some of us were there, we had first-hand uh, knowledge of the situation, so we knew who was involved. I came up with a bright idea to have members of the house and a close friend of the tagger onto the podcast to get both sides of the situation. We interviewed Trey and Sean from the Soup of Descent to hear their side, and we interviewed Brett from Exhibition to hear, kind of hear the tagger side, but hear his side since he's a close friend of the tagger. For whatever it's worth, I believe both sides have talked and squashed the beef, but we felt this was a good opportunity to hear about the Soup of Descent since they've been doing a lot of shows recently. We asked them about the house, why they started doing shows, and all that fun stuff. So we interviewed the Soup guys first, and then Brett is in the second part of the interview. We couldn't get them all on together, so we did the best we could. We appreciate everyone coming on to the show, and we will see you all on the next one. Thanks. There's a benefit for his family April 14th at Dandelions, and I believe it's March 14th at Jackrabbits as well. And there may be something at the soup uh, to be determined. Well, tell me who Steve Drakenberg is. Steve Drakenberg was local good dude, best dude. Super good, super fun dude. Everybody loved him. Just the most lovable, jovial guy. Mm-hmm. He uh, got hit, hit and run. His car ran out of gas. He was walking the highway, hitting wow. on the other day. He leaves behind, you know, his uh, old lady, his two kids. Wow. Uh, there actually is a GoFundMe that you can find on the. I'll post it on the Super Descent Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But if you just search uh, Steve Dragonberg on. Uh, GoFundMe or on Facebook, there's events up for the Jackrabbits get together and for the benefit on April 14th, the Dandelions. We'll put a link in our thing too and try to post about it as well. So we yeah, can, I shared we, it we on my too. page. So you'll probably see it, either you okay. or Derek. Okay. Sounds good. So uh, this, even though we said that first, here's the next episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack podcast. Um, the crew is here, and who and uh, introduce yourselves, guys. Crew, me, I'm Mark. Uh, I'm Derek. That's Chris. I'm Alex. That's Derek. And oh, that's we are, Alex. And we are here with uh, Sean Reverie and James. And we're from the Soup House, Super Descent. So before we get into the 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 stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the house. Like, why did you guys start doing shows? Why not? <laughs> yeah. 
How, how long ago did you guys start doing them? Did them in like uh, 2018. I'd been here for a while. And then uh, all like the roommates who were like here before moved out. And it was like all of a sudden, like, oh, I could just do, you know, whatever the hell I want. So yeah. <laughs> we started doing like Food Not Bombs out of here on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Like uh, started doing shows in the basement. Yeah. We built a half pipe in the dining room. That's so, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that sounds like a punk house. <laughs> and, and now and now there's finished. there's an arcade game right when you walk in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just finished that. Yeah, our roommate Casey built that and set it up and you know. What do you got? What's, cool. what's what's the arcade game? It's uh, everything. It's uh like it's 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 a Pandora box. Oh, and cool. it's got yeah, it's got a ton of shit on it. Like you want to play uh, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, Turtles, Simpsons. Oh, that's awesome! Does it cost anything? No, it's it's free. So can I stop down eight o'clock tomorrow morning and play some games? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to pound on the door and wake Jake up. He might let you in. <laughs> Fair enough. So you've been doing shows, or you've opened it up since two thousand eighteen. Um, what are some notable shows? Go on. Sorry, there was a while where it was like every show was just like a fundraiser, you know, mm-hmm. for like different like leftist movements because like the house sort of has a little bit of a political spin on it too. Mm-hmm. Why is it called the Soup of Descent? Uh, we started, um, like we put up a thing on Facebook because like every roommate sort of picked a name and mine was House of Descent because of like my band Voice of Descent. Mm-hmm. And my roommate chose the soup and like as the polls are about to close, I like changed my vote from House of Descent to the Soup so it would tie, so yeah. that we had to call it Soup of Descent. <laughs> and now I have to explain that every time that I'm talking to a new band, <laughs> so I don't sound like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but then Trump legitimized our name, you know, with that whole like Soup for My Family thing. You know, is like. You don't really get questioned that much anymore. People just think it's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so when did you start doing shows again once like with the pandemic hitting? Last August. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when everything pretty much started kicking off, like when Mohawk and all the venues were starting shows, then we felt like it was like the time it was pretty safe to uh bring shows back, but we still you know, we did Vax and and masks, and then we did Vax, just Vax cards for a while, mm-hmm. just so that, you know, I mean, it's our house, too. We live here, you know, and yeah. we work, too, and suffer like everybody else did. So it's like getting sick really wasn't an option, so. I hear you. Is it is it all right <laughs> to say where it is, or is that like an Ask a Punk thing? Yeah. Ask a Punk. A... <laughs> Do you guys yeah, you uh... message us? <laughs> Do one of you guys own the house? No, no. We actually have a really chill landlord that's very supportive of all the stuff that Trey has done through the years with Food Not Bombs. And he's come to a couple shows. Like, he's a really cool dude. Yeah. Well, Pretty chill neighbors, too, it seems. Or lazy. <laughs> he might just not want to deal with it. Because, you know, the windows just fall right out the house here. And he can't really be reached. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> we'll do whatever the fuck we want with the place if this guy is not going to come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. How the neighbors been with the shows and stuff? They come to the shows. Oh, really? The kidnap store is learning drums. And him and his parents will come over and check stuff out. Like, you can hear him and his friends jamming now. 
Like, so, hey, he's been playing drums for what two years, and yeah, you hear a band over there now, them jamming. So yeah, the neighbors are actually really good with it. I mean, cool. they put up with. Uh, I can't say. Say <laughs> what's across the street. Don't say it. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, it's, it's hard to have a punk house in West Seneca. You know, I mean, it's really tough. Niagara Falls, maybe. <laughs> Lackawanna? I mean, that's really going. I mean, Niagara Falls, you could have a, a punk house because half the houses are burned out. That's so. definitely true. You, you pick yeah. the right block, man. You're not going to bother anybody for a half mile radius. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Niagara Falls well, that is, is next to a porn shop. <laughs> what? <laughs> In Buffalo, I, mean, I don't know if it still is, but the ordinance was um, porn shops had to be, I think it was a half mile from residential school oh, really? churches. That's really? why they're all in like weird, weird ass cool. places. Now we can open the super porn shop. And why they cluster too? <laughs> What's that? And how they cluster too? Like the way that uh, they're like two at the corner of Elmwood and uh, Elmwood and Hurdle. That's a new thing since I moved. It didn't used to be like that. They were super territorial. Let's not talk about porn shop ordinances. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for this. <laughs> can we talk about how Alex knows where they all are, though? <laughs> Let's talk about. That. <laughs> Uh, hey, got my ass. What do you want? Speaking of porn shops, rest in peace, Doug Luke, who used to work in one of those shops. What are like, so give me like a really memorable show that you guys have had there that was like either big or, you know, or just memorable for some reason or the other. There's been like a bunch. Well, I mean, recently we had the Twomp Sacks came through here. Mm hmm. Like share strawberries band and that was pretty big, mm -hmm. but I remember we used to do like weird themes a lot in the beginning. Like we were just talking about the computer chair mosh pit show. It was just like I just like got like a like fifteen computer chairs and a bunch of skateboards and like set them in the basement and just let everyone go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the strange pits that happened at Funer Home kind of made their way over here. Like fun mm -hmm. noodles, shopping carts. Yeah. You know, building, making everything a fort for some reason. Oh, we did have, thing. we did have uh, the punk rock slumber party, in which uh, we just all of the, all of the furniture got turned up on its sides and shit. And of course, that's like the only time the landlord came here, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta like, <laughs> like not have like the couches hanging from the ceiling." That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But, were there, were there any times where there was too many people to show and you couldn't, like, the basement was overfilled? Yeah, just um, a Wasteland oh, show got rained out and you couldn't even make it down the stairs. There was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, granted, our basement's big, but even with that, it was like, you could, I couldn't even get through to see any of the bands. I think around. the half pipe's helping with that now, though, because, like, when it's like, you can't fit any more people down there, at least there's, like, shit to do. <laughs> you know, I was like, you'll go upstairs and skateboard, and it's like, oh, I can't fit in the basement. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Is there still a birdhouse? No. That's gone. I mean, yeah, there I haven't heard of shows. Like, there is, but there hasn't been shows. So who knows if they're still doing it? But there hasn't been a show at Birdhouse, yeah, even like wow. long before the, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. as it stands right now, we're the. The only house right now that's doing shows yeah yeah Seems i think like there's it. supposed to be something else on the west side soon from what i've heard but 
I don't know when that's supposed to start up, if it's starting up. The west side of Toronto? The west side of the Hamilton. The west side, <laughs> the west side of Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's uh let, let's get into the to, to one of the reasons why we're here. I wanted to hear about the house because I've never been there. Alex and Derek have been there, but I've never actually been to a show there because I've been a bit COVID shy with basements and stuff. So <laughs> I've been to a basement. I, re- I refuse to ask a punk. <laughs> so tell us about what happened in your basement last week. So uh, I had uh, Brett Biro had hit me up about a show mm-hmm. and we let him have the show here. He's had a show here before and it mm-hmm. went really well. And, you know, I've known Brett for a little bit and he, you know, he's not a bad dude and everybody vouches for him mm-hmm. and there was never an issue really. But uh, Friday I get a text cause like, we haven't gone down there in a bit. We usually go down there for laundry, but you know, mm-hmm. we live in a punk house. We're all fucking disgusting. Um, but Trey messaged me that like all our shit was fucked up on the walls, you know, every band name. Mm-hmm. And this is like the big reason it was an issue because it wasn't like, Oh, it was tagged here and there, which we don't have a problem with. Every band puts their stuff up. We have, yeah, I get overlap like that. That mm-hmm. happens, man. I get it. <laughs> but yeah. it's like the direct center over like every single band. Yeah. Like, I know they have like some issues with some of the kids from like model and some of the younger punk kids and that's mm-hmm. understandable, but sure. it's like, that's their own personal beef. The soup, that's our stuff. We like, you know, we have shows here where everyone's welcome as long as they're not a piece of shit. But so to us, it seemed very deliberate because it was over every name you know, and it was in spots too where we don't have any graffiti that's like up our, you know, like up our stairs and shit, mm-hmm. like where our laundry room on is. On the doors and shit. Yeah, on the doors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, you know, they have a bad reputation, but that's all, you know, it's all hearsay. But it's yeah. just the only thing is for us, it's our house. We let everybody here. Everybody's respectable. It's fun. We want to keep it that way. We want to keep having all sorts of different shows because we listen mm-hmm. to all sorts of music. Like, I moved in and started doing more hardcore shows, added mm-hmm. more punk bands, do metal shows and mm-hmm. shit. And we do a lot here. We have the poetry nights, the activism. Mm-hmm. We have anything that people want to do. It's fine. Like we're, we're open, mm-hmm. but the biggest problem too, though, was that we had a lot of pro queer stuff on the wall as an art and sayings. And each letter was blacked out. Mm-hmm. It was very deliberate, and that was where it's like, all right, well, we hear these things, and now all of a sudden, all the pro-queer stuff is blacked out, and that's mm-hmm. when it became an issue, and Trey and I decided, like, well, if the Violent Way guys are going to do stuff like that, then we have to ban them. Like, that's, yeah. not, that's not cool. We have a lot of like- trans friends. We have a lot of gay people who come here, mm-hmm. and it's always been a cool vibe here. We've never had bullshit no fights, chill vibe. Yeah, yeah. it's really off-putting when you go in a basement and you see skinheads written 45 times on your walls. Yeah. Like, I mean, over, and, like, and like <laughs> especially, like, you know, it's, like, your own band is, like, X'd out and, like, sc- crossed out, and it says, like, skinheads over it. And, like, we have a lot of friends that have passed, like, Steve Dragonberg, for example, like, he tagged Surrender the Hope up. Our friend Fago Mike, he had art up. That's all gone now. Mm-hmm. The time and energy that Trey had to put in with, you know, with Koala to fucking repaint everything, the money put in, 
Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like maybe they didn't know. I know someone at the show did tell them like, Hey man, you shouldn't do that. That's not mm-hmm. cool. Proceeded to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. I won't say who it is that told them, but they know who they are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like I talked to Brett earlier, I called him and hashed everything out because all the other bullshit that has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. If they like the kids that call them Nazis and start shit with them, that's their fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Our problems with the house. And I told them if Mason apologizes to us, is legitimate about it, and you know, reimburses Trey for all the paint, we're mm-hmm. cool. You can cash at me if you want. You know, they can they can still be around, like it's fine. But when they're here, anytime, like this goes for everybody. Yeah. Like if you if you come to a show and you have beef with somebody that's there, leave it at the door. Go to the there's a parking lot that's vacant. Go over there and beat the shit out of each other. Don't don't fuck up our house. Don't fuck with people here or I'll mm-hmm. beat the shit out of you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we set up this house to be cool, to have cool music and bands come through and none of this disrespectful shit. Mm-hmm. So you guys actually talked. Did, did you reach out to them at some point? Yeah, to talk? I, called, I called Brett a little bit ago, like a couple hours. We had a good conversation and I asked mm-hmm. him about all this stuff. And in my opinion, it just seems like, like he told me about how the one kid, you know, he's 17. I get it. We're, we were all dumb kids, especially when you're into punk, you're, you're an idiot, you know? And it seems like a lot of it might be based around the fact that him and those other kids were friends, had a falling out. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they're 17. They're not going to be grown up about it. They're going to be petty and they're going to start trouble and they're going to talk shit. And they're going to pick out anything that they can. Like everybody knows Brett's dad's been problematic. So they latch onto that and attack mm-hmm. Brett when it's like your problem is nothing. And you're doing all these problems, either talk it out, fight it out or shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Don't bring our house into it. Don't, don't cause problems. Like the, the scene has been segmented so often, like even 10 years ago, you know, there was bands that wouldn't play with other bands or would beat kids up because they broke straight edge or dumbass shit. You know, you had 25 year olds beating up 16 year old kids because they don't want to be straight edge anymore because they're 16 and don't know what they want in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And though, like, I don't really want to, like, get involved in, like, that other stuff. Like, the people they got problems with do play here a lot. And I feel like they sort of came here, like, oh, this is the spot they hang out at. Let's disrespect mm-hmm. it. And it's like, I don't really want to get involved in like that stuff. But like, if you're if you're coming here mad because you know certain people hang out here, like you should just not come here. Like you should sort of just fuck off. And yeah, pretty much. Like if, you, like if you're like, oh, I know like these kids hang out here. Like, yeah, they do hang out. Like I'm tight with those kids. Like I don't want to be involved in your drama. But like, if you got a problem with like my friends and you're coming to my house to start a problem over it, like you can get right the fuck out. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's not what anybody wants. So let me because, let me like, ask a question. Not that I'm not asking you to speak for anyone, but, like, where did the whole Violent Way Nazi thing come from? Like, because, I was under the impression, because I don't live in Buffalo anymore, I was under the impression that it was, like, normal citizens who don't understand alternative cultures at all latching on to a word or a look but then i'm I, before we started this i was hearing that it's actually like buffalo punk kids saying that like where where did that start well so when i was talking to brett earlier we even brought that up i'm like 
the sharp thing and oi isn't as prevalent as it was like when dudes who are 30 plus 35 plus were in punk you know like there's not a, like when was the last time was there an oi band in buffalo you know violently is like the first oi band in god knows how long here and as far as i know they're the first oi band except maybe chosen ones oh the fallen yeah, and, and that could be splitting hairs too you know mm-hmm. but um so when we were talking about it it's like well you know it's kids latching on to stuff and and it's pretty well known that like Brett's dad is, you know, aligns that way with like Nazi racist bullshit. And he gets attacked a lot for it because it's like, well, your dad is, you are, you know, and he brought his dad to a show and that caused problems. And, you know, he, when we were talking, he was like, you know, hindsight's 2020, not the best idea. Mm-hmm. You know, people make mistakes. And again, it's like when you're 17 and you see people that you just assume and maybe, you know, maybe these kids don't know about Sharp. Maybe they don't know about Oi. I mean, there's not even a lot of sharps around in the punk scene other than like Mason and Nick and Kari. Yeah, but now I've had a problem with every sharp except for Kari pretty much at this point now. I really, you know, as 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 against racial prejudice as they are, I've been pretty involved in like, you know, anti-racist movements. I, I don't really see anyone involved. Seems mm-hmm. like they just sort of, you know, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. I wouldn't do a Charlie Chaplin mustache against racial prejudice, but... What's that in reference to? I don't know. I mean, you look like a fucking Nazi, and uh, every every person I've encountered after like one, I don't know. I've just had bad. I've just had my. I've had my own personal <laughs> fucking not issues with, with sharps. Yeah, not, not, I, I've never met these kids before. Yeah. I only know who they are because it says their name in there. But yeah, yeah, not not he. Just, to reiterate, it's not he's not talking about like Nick and Mason. Okay. he's talking about yeah. like in life in passing. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, because like he. Because, like, with them playing and doing shows here, it's, like, um, a lot of people vouched for them, you included, Derek Jeffers. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, I've never had issues with them. They bring a lot of bands I like. I like their bands. Like, Exhibition's tight. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm not a big Oi fan, but when I saw Violent Wave finally at the Buried Alive show, they were great. Like, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, shit, this band is super mm-hmm. tight. Yeah. And, you know, well, Elman's drumming, so what can you expect? <laughs> um but then, you know, we all the drama that we hear, like I had to, you know, I vouched for him with Trey and, you know, let it be cool. And yeah, because I I'd, I'd like heard shit, but I was like, man, I don't really like this isn't like something like, I, I don't know. It doesn't sound like anything for me to like really like, yeah, you know, start Dude, I guess... a problem over. So I'd like heard about it. And then like the next day I go downstairs and I'm like, oh, y'all like fucked up my basement, man. Like, yeah, yeah and I understand and I was, that. Like, but I like, across the aisle and be like, here play at the house you know yeah yeah no i get that but what i'm saying is that like uh is eric elman not involved in like the punk scene anymore because i feel like eric elman should be the person that like if people are like oh they're nazis fucking eric elman's standing right there like how can you say that you know what i'm saying so like it to me in my limited scope not living in buffalo it seems like people are jumping to conclusions and are super quick to be judgy and just like, okay, this is it. This is what you are. I don't care what anyone says. Mm -hmm. Case in point, people are judging Brett by his father and Brett has to constantly apologize for his father's actions when he's not like that because apparently people won't give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, exactly. And that's always been a problem because people will always latch onto shit especially if you're like, well, I don't like this person and they're going to nitpick that one thing. Cause even like, so we made the post uh, banning Mason and Nick for that shit. 
And then it turns out it's just Mason. So like Mason's the only one that's banned. And again, like until he apologizes and, you know, reimburses Trey for fixing the shit, but it isn't fair to, to Brett to have to live in the shadow of his father's mistakes, but they're, they're 17 year old kids that are attacking him, And we didn't say anything of the sort in the post. Yeah, we just sort of said y'all yeah. fucked up our house. And even like, like it came to that right away. Yeah. Like even to the kids who are harassing them, don't harass them because of us, because you're not messaging them like, Hey, you fucked up the house. You're messaging them and just calling them Nazis. Like you're not even like, upset about the house it's not about that you're using that to jump off of like well you guys did this thing so we can attack you about this when it like brett didn't do it it has nothing to do with his dad it has nothing to do with racism they fucked up the basement the only thing that to me is a little suspect is the fact that the pro queer stuff was like specifically blacked out that's the only thing i had an issue with and the bands themselves like none of the other art was touched the pro queer stuff and just all the bands. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that seemed deliberate. It seemed mean spirited. And, you know, like, and, and talking with Brett, like he made a lot of fair points and like, they're more than welcome. Like, I don't like Brett's not banned. Nick's not banned. Again, if Mason apologizes, reimburses Trey, like it's cool. And again, like for us, for the soup, we're Sweden at this point. If people have problems, leave it at the door. If not, you'll be banned. You won't be welcome here no matter who you are. Just have fun. Let cool bands play because we always have a lot of cool stuff. I got a ton of shit. We got Saturday, we have Slut Bomb here from Ohio. Sunday's P.S. Your Dad's uh, record release with Bungler. And then Monday, I have a grind show here with Livid, Kidnapped, and Hallucination Realized. Like, we do a lot of stuff here a lot, and we want to keep that going. We don't need people to bring drama here, to bring problems here that lead to shit getting shut down. Like what happened with Funeral Home and fucking Dragon Lord Frodo causing all the problems with Noiseland <laughs> getting cops called on <laughs> because drama started. Like we don't need that. Right, yeah. So it's like, again, Mason comes, it's cool. It's cool. But leave all the bullshit at home and that goes for both sides. Like if you don't know them well enough and you just assume they're Nazis, have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm maybe see like do they post nazi shit most nazis are pretty outspoken and yeah. aren't afraid to sit there and make their instagram all about fucking hitler yeah like you know talking with brett today like whatever you know like he made good points and i i agree with him on a lot of it like mason and those kids had falling out and now they attack him and shit and maybe that's all it is but again the only question that i have is why was the pro queer stuff blacked out that's the only suspect thing to me. And if it was just him painting over shit to just paint over shit, he can explain that with, with us, you know, like we're open to that. And, you know, like I, I have no issues with them other out. Well, with him, I guess outside that, cause I have no issues with Brett. I have no issues <laughs> with Nick. Definitely not Elman. He wasn't even, I don't even think he was here. He as was. Far as I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even here for the show. I was in Rochester, so. He was there. He had nothing to do with any of the stuff that irritated you, obviously, but he was there. Oh, okay. Well, Way to dry snitch, Alex. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I think he actually left after exhibition played. I didn't see him after that. Well, thank you for telling us your side of the story. We appreciate it, and I'm glad that we got to talk about your house and stuff. Um. Are those the shows that you mentioned? Are those, are those the only ones that are kind of um, in the works, or are there other shows coming up? 
No. So we have Saturday with Slut Bomb. Mm-hmm. Sunday's the PS Your Dead release, mm-hmm. which come support them. They're working so hard, and that new record's awesome. Mm-hmm. Livid's back after, for the first time in a couple years. Uh, Hallucination realized from Rochester just kills it every time and kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Don't, don't miss this show. And then April 16th, we have Smitten for Trash with uh, Friendly Specters. I, for, I think they're from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, personal Styles playing and uh, a new solo act, TLDR, is playing. Um, he's, he's actually my guitar player, Nate's son, and this kid has the voice of an angel. It's, it's like, no, like, come out april 16th this kid will sing and you'll be like holy fuck where what the fuck is this oh my god and then the voice uh, of an angel huh 100 you know, april 30th is uh come merda and tomb sentinel uh may 30th is, or no may 29th because i keep fucking that up with Derek. may 29th is last gas with bitter truth and uh, May 9th is Pound with Fed Ash, Wasted Space, and I can't remember the fourth band. There's, there's, and I got other shit in the works. Um, so, oh, Chamber is May 5th. And then what? Are, what's the stuff I forgot? Oh, man, there's so much to go through. I don't know. Go on our fucking so Facebook. you guys do like a show oh, weekly, it seems like, or like every Saturday and Sunday? Like that's a lot of shows happening in a short time. I mean, sometimes it happens like that. There's like a thing on March 9th with uh, that the On the Cinder guys set up. Oh yeah, there there is a show March 9th. Um, check the On the Cinder Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're playing it. And we know about the March 5th, right? Did you say that one? What was March 5th? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's the Slut Bomb show. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll have a lot of shows, and then there'll be a month, a month and a half where there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I also like most of the shows I book too. I'll do at Mohawk. I'm working on some other stuff with some of the other venues because there's a lot of stuff uh, in the works right now that I can't even talk about. Okay. And then um, next year, if uh, plans go right, I will be opening a new venue. Awesome! That's good to hear. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Really so cool. I'm starting. I'm starting on that now because the lack of venues. Because the past month, like just like. Uh, talking to pretty much anybody, like talking to Donnie at Town Ballroom, mm-hmm. even Deb at Photo City, talking to Chris Ring and talking to Marty at Mohawk. It's like they get hit so much every day, like 12 plus emails just about the same days. Yeah, And it sucks that we don't like outside of the soup, we really don't have a house that's like specific for punk, hardcore, metal, indie. That's just for like, bookers like myself or brett or evan or donnie or mm-hmm. you know trey himself and like the on the cinder guys so we always lose out on some big stuff in buffalo we don't get those offers mm-hmm. so so next year when we get this venue it'll be just for like the punk kids the hardcore kids the metal dudes like for all that all that stuff oh. all right. one, la- one last question that any of you can answer is a bunch of people getting together and buying the funeral home and reopening it? Is that like out of the question? Is that place even still there? Like, because I, I just know that like t- touring bands always talk about that place, and I feel like that's a place that should well, come back. Not only was it like the Dragon Lord Frodo shit, but the neighborhood was kind of getting tired of it because there was too much all at once, and with all the parking and and stuff and all the people, it kind of got like 
the neighbors pissed off. Mm. So, cause I look, I looked into it. Um, I, I looked into the old icon, um, but there's a couple other places we're already checking out to see that, that will probably be on par with the funeral home or the icon. So if it works like the out, pipe dragon. <laughs> but also uh i think there was a there was a for sale sign in the old river rock <laughs> that was a while ago i think it, yeah. i think that got taken care of but people would lose their minds if it was that but well before, you know those over 40 but before the soupy boys sign off uh just check out voice of descent and tepid both of those are trace bands uh, I have a new band. I was in Makeshift Graves and Reverie, but we have Destroya. April 22nd is our first show at Mohawk. So that's it for us, I guess. All right. Thanks for coming yeah, thanks, out. Guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. for joining us. No yeah. problem. Appreciate I'll it. see you around. See ya. All right. <laughs> What's up, guys? What up? What up? It's Bursky, huh? He's coming on. <laughs> there he is. What's going on? Chilling. Uh, ah, like, what's going on here? I see the bottom of your, the top. Now I you're like your showroying us, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> there you there go. You know. <laughs> what's going on? Chilling. <laughs> we, we just heard the other side of the story. Sure, sure. We understand you had a conversation with uh, Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to uh, lead with that at the time of recording with recording this. I think it may have been resolved, at least yeah. the thing with at least the thing at the soup. But there's a lot of uh, other unresolved nonsense. Yeah. Like what? Well, let's, 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 let's talk about it. it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. Where do we start? Should we start with the should we start with the soup stuff or what? Yeah. So what's like from your from your perspective, what like what's what's your view on what happened? By the way, we're joined by Brett. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Uh, Brett's a known man. Should I introduce myself? Yeah, introduce sure. yourself. Okay, my name is Brett. I uh, I book some shows in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I play in a band called Exhibition. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, the topic of heavy controversy as of late. <laughs> yes, you are. Holy the only way to be. And, uh, nice. it, it is. It is fun to laugh it off, but some of it is crazy. Some of it is truly crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I actually I thought of this, and I think there's three separate things that I could break down to lead to all of like the end of all of this. Do so I will start. I will start first with the, the events of the soup. Okay. I think it was the 17th. So I booked the show at the soup, which is like this house venue in Buffalo which obviously you guys all know, but maybe other people who are listening won't know. Um, and it's a, you know, just a normal punk house, you know, whatever graffiti wall, whatever kids drinking nuts, you know, norm, the normal shit. So uh, the bands that played were Scourge, Illusion, uh, Smash and Grab and Millspec. So <laughs> Smash and Grab, as all of you guys know, we're all pretty much the same band, Exhibition, Violent Way, and Smash Grab. So uh, there's like, there's literally only three. I think there's maybe four member differences before, between every band. But um, Mace, fuck, I feel weird using his name. But... <laughs> it's, already, it's already been used. So, all right, fine. All right, so Mason, 
plays bass and all of my, you know, he plays guitar and exhibition, plays bass and smash grab and I mile away. So whatever, long story short, there's a graffiti basement. Mason does a ton of graffiti in the basement. He writes violent way, violent way, skinhead all over the walls, you know. Um, Mason did this, you know, kind of haphazardly and not maliciously, but he did put it everywhere, like all over the fucking wall, you know, like uh, over every wall. So uh, no one truly thought anything of it. Like I didn't, I, I never thought that this would be a thing that was going to be uh, like so controversial. And then uh, about a week after the show, this post gets made, the Violent Way kids get tagged in it. And it's like, you know, it's pretty off, you know, you know, they were like, oh, God, I can't, I, I don't have the exact post, but it was like real nice of the Violent Way guys to disrespect the soup by covering up other bands names and shit like that, you know, whatever. So the thing is like, Mason may have not may have definitely did cover up other people's shit, but it's like, it's just like graffiti on the wall, you know? So like he, he, he wasn't like, you know, fuck whoever this band is or fuck whatever this is. He just like did his graffiti over some other people's graffiti. And I, I truly understand the frustration. Cause I guess there is some sentiment behind some of the things on those walls. Uh, some of the things that Mason covered up, I guess were, you know, sentimental to these people, unbeknownst to Mason, obviously, and uh, led to a big thing. You know? Half of you were so, at the show, actually. It's true. So uh, a point that they made when we just talked to them, the thing that they seemed to have, and maybe this was discussed when you had your conversation with Dude, but that they were kind of like, yes, they were upset about the, the, the sentimental stuff. They're like, it's kind of fucked up that you covered band names, whatever. But that they feel that a lot of the pro queer stuff was specifically targeted because that was the other stuff covered. Yo, <laughs> uh, they told, they told me that too. And that wasn't in the post. Like that's why I, like, I talked to Sean about that. And I've had some time to like, that, that's insane. You all know Mason, like, except maybe you, Chris, but you all know Mason, Derek, Alex, like yeah. true. That's true. It, I'm not saying it didn't happen. But to think that Mason did that intentionally or there was some kind of malice behind that, I have to be honest, it's true insanity. That's fair. But I, they, there yeah. also seems to be a, and I'm sure this is going to be one, that, like one of the next topics you bring up, there seems to be, for some unknown reason, Violent Way getting tagged as Nazis by the punk scene, which blows my mind. Of course. It blows everyone. Anyone? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this without being as... Uh, <laughs> See, Derek's laughing already. I, and truly, I, I thought I, I I assumed that like anyone who calls himself a punk knows what a skinhead is, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it turns out that's not the case in Buffalo these days, which mm-hmm. blows my motherfucking mind. You know, like yeah, so, doesn't make uh, sense. True. <laughs> I you know whatever. I guess I think maybe these people might have. I mean, actually, this is the actual truth. But this, so this is what I was going to go back on. So. This isn't the first time we have gotten like uh, I, we're kind of jumping. I, let, let me fi- let me finish let me finish the the soup shit before I, I move on to the next part. So, at the time of us recording this, we did squash it. I think it seems to be all okay. It was just a, a big misunderstanding, and no one meant to fucking ruin anyone's shit. Truly, sincerely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're all on the same page with that. 
So now this will segue into a new thing. Uh, that all, all of this drama is like little children shit. Okay. So like the thing that people don't understand and things like not understand, but at least like to forget is that Mason is 17 years old. Yeah. So, and these kids who are calling us out, like calling us Nazis, calling us pussies and calling us fucking like insane shit are also 16 and 17 years old. Like that is where this started. This started between some like weird little falling out between Mason and his old friends. So those kids were in that band fault line. Like all of those kids in that yeah. fucking band were in that band fault line. Uh. Like this, this insane drama that has reached like very serious heights stems from like some high school drama. It's unbelievable, dude. It's hard, dude. The fact that I even have to explain this to me, like, it, it is hard for me to grasp. So, whatever. At the end of the day, well, for outsiders, Mason doesn't exactly look seventeen. No, of course not. He doesn't act like it for the most part. For the most part, Mason doesn't act like it. And if it's any consolation to anyone listening to this, I fucking chewed Mason out for the spray painting shit afterwards. I knew Mason was spray painting down there, but I did not know he was going fucking crazy. Yeah. Right, right. What that's what I, that's what my point was. Like we were standing there, we didn't realize what was really happening. No, and dude. And for anybody who who has not been down there, literally in the room where bands play, every single wall is covered floor to ceiling. Oh, tennis. dude, it's like no inch. Like there's like there's like no bare spaces. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like it's like if, if anyone was to do graffiti down there, it would be covering someone else's shit. And uh, so. And then this brings me to another point too. I wanted to move off of the graffiti thing because I think it's so ridiculous. But I do have a bit of an opinion that if it was any other band or any other group of people, it would be no big deal at all. Like if Final Declaration was down there writing Final Declaration at the, on the wall, there would be no thing at all. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. Sean, did, Sean did say that that wouldn't be the case, but it's easy to say that, you know, hypothetically. Well, I mean, I even brought up like in the other conversation about like how people were calling Bion Way Nazis. And I was like, is Eric Elman not like involved in the punk scene anymore? Because him right there should say like that's bullshit. Well, then that that also it's all like a big circle that goes around. Of course. So the thing and this is not this is not me like I'm going to sound like an asshole saying this. Or I'm going to sound like someone with a big head saying this, but it's the truth. So people who have been around and people who are true, like contributing members to this little scene that we have going on all know. Like, for the most part, like, I'm not telling you guys anything new, okay? I'm not telling any, like, most people that come to our shows anything new. It's these new people who I don't, like, who I think are new to, you know, hardcore or punk or whatever that uh, just don't understand, which, and I guess in my, I guess is understandable, but it's like, they jump to some pretty extreme accusations very fast. And they're loud about it. Oh, incredibly loud. Dude, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, fucking Christ. So, but there are some, so here's the thing too. And, uh, you know, I was going to be completely transparent on everything. That's why I, I made, like I told myself, there are some things that are like outrageous and like completely unbelievable that they are screaming at the top of their lungs. And then there are some things that are true and I will explain, you know? So, uh, I just don't know what, are we jumping around too much here? Like, no, I'm jumping around a little bit, but a professional. We'll try to... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> is there is there anything that you guys specifically want to segue into next, or what? I had a quick question. So, did they before that post went up? Did they reach out to any of you guys? No, 
That was no. my big problem with it. Like, Dude, why didn't they me too. call and Sean, someone? <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna pretend. Me and Sean are very good friends. We are. We we have a nice rapport with each other. We get along. Okay, but I think that we, he knows me enough, or you know, at least would have reached out to be like, hey, yo, everyone is angry about this. What the fuck? Even if he came at me like hostily about it, like, uh, like it would have been fine. But like jumping straight to like a, a call out, like unbelievable. Yeah. So and here's the thing too, like I would have made Mason apologize. I would have probably, dude, I probably would have went down there myself and helped paint the walls if it was like such an offensive thing to have the violent way tags on the, you know? So but I mean, I'm trying not to get angry because it is squashed already, and I really am trying to like keep my closure here. But I did think that though it was a little overboard what Mason did, and maybe even wrong, you know, but not malicious, but maybe wrong. I think that it was handled very poorly, you know. That's my thing. Yeah, I think everyone can agree with that. I mean, like going on the internet and just. I mean, it's the way kids are now, but, like, it's not the right way. Yeah, but, like, those guys aren't kids. No, dude. Like, a grown men. Older than me. Yeah. So, here's another thing, too. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for my own behavior, but, like, dude, I'm 10, 15 years younger than a lot of these people who have issues with me. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not the youngest in the scene, but, dude, I'm 24. Yeah. <laughs> like, like give me a little bit of a break please like <laughs> i i'm like i am an adult and responsible for my own actions but i'll be the first to tell you i'm a deeply flawed person and i make mistakes all the time and i've been kind of put into this spotlight where like on like, not unfortunately i do appreciate a lot of people do look towards me and look at me and like um you know i do book a lot of shows and i am I, what i would i don't know if this is too much but i would say i might be a prominent figure in this little scene we have but like Dude, I'm gonna make fucking mistakes, which I constantly do. Yeah. So I I would be remiss if I did not mention that Sarah's flight jacket is older than all of you. Being like you, Brett, Mason, Nick. She (laughs) pointed that out when I was telling her about it. She's like, my flight jacket's older than them. (laughs) So now, like, so uh, obviously, so there's a lot of racist accusations going along, like a lot of them. From like multiple different angles, uh, some of them are unbelievable, like I said, but there are some things that I should probably clarify. Um, and I'm going to start with something that most people already know. I have some family that are calling them racist would be like a euphemism. You know what I'm saying? Like I have some terrible, despicable family. You know. Um. And I am like constantly being like, like I, I, it's like being held against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like anytime that there is like some kind of uh, controversy surrounding me, not even surrounding me, but like I'm involved. The first thing that gets brought up is like, oh, Brett's family's racist. You know, it's like, dude, how many times yeah. do I have to apologize for that? Like, seriously. I, like, Unfortunately uh, in punk rock, <sighs> the rest of your days. Oh, I know it, dude. And, like, and if I have to, to like satiate some of these people, I will, but like, it's just this cheap low blow that everyone takes. You know, it has nothing to do with me. It's I'll be, I'll be candid. Fuck it. Dude. My uncle was like a straight up, like white supremacist. I don't have any affiliation with him. I have no relationship with him. I have no love for him. The only thing I share with him, unfortunately is my last fucking name. 
But then, doesn't end there. Brings me to my father, which is like the current topic of uh, all of this controversy. My father is like a super Trumper, you know, like terrible, stupid fucking Trumper who was, uh, he was like, I guess the word I would say is radicalized during all of like the insane Trump shit going on during the pandemic, you know? My, fa- my father very, very briefly was a part of this horrible group called the Watchmen. They were like diet proud boys from Buffalo. Like they were called like the New York Watchmen. So father goes to this one Trump, ra- I mean, this one Trump rally with these people gets taken, like takes pictures like an idiot with these people. And those are the pictures that keep getting spread everywhere is my father with like proud boys and stuff like that. And I dude, and here's the thing. I understand it's horrible. Like I can't choose the way my father, like the shit my father believes, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't fucking, I've tried. I got, I, I, sorry. I'm having a hard time coming with words here. I come up with words here. It's just like, it, it, like what am I to do? You know? So this brings me to my next point though. This is what I was trying to get to. I made the mistake at the time, which I didn't think was a mistake was I let my father come to this show the first show back we booked in the summer, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the outdoor show at Mason's dad's shop, you know, it was awesome. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. My father was there and obviously my father was a polarizing figure and some pictures got out. My father is there, you know, whatever. So now the whole ammo that these people have to call me racist, dude, it's not even racist. dude. They're calling me a Nazi and like a Nazi sympathizer because my father was at this show, you know, like they're like posting screenshots and like tagging me in it and saying like, I don't know how Buffalo hardcore could tolerate such a, like a, a vicious Nazi sympathizer. That's what they're calling me. Dude. Like oh, unbelievable stuff. <laughs> like, dude, let me, let me read you this one post. And I guess if we're using it, it's this, it's this girl, Deanna. She used to play in that band depleted. You guys remember that band? Yeah. Is that yeah. the band with the blackface kid? Yes, dude. Yes, that's what, <laughs> dude. So that's what. So, <laughs> dude, I know, dude. It, it's 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 a it's ironic, right? So, so I got I, I I'm so dude. I think this is gonna be so terrible because I'm talking in circles. But, um, there's two like microcosms that lead to all of this, and it's like the punk kids not understanding what a skinhead is. So they automatically think that Nick and Mason are Nazis, which also leads me to being a Nazi because I'm their best friend. I'm very loud about, by the way, this picture comes out of my family, you know, my uncle Todd, you know, all the shit. So it gives them what they think is like their definitive proof that we are Nazis. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the punk kids. So then we got this like weird metalcore faction of people who also are calling me the same thing. But it's like out of spite and revenge because the singer of this band got caught being an actual racist and it was exposed. Right. So it's like this person has made it like her personal vendetta to like have everyone think that I am a fucking like racist Nazi piece of shit. It's nuts. Nuts. <laughs> but it doesn't end there though. Like, so she specifically is like, in, in, like unbelievable so she like aside from the nazi shit she like makes up insane shit. so she told like she told people like she made this post saying that i would like hit girls at the show and at shows and like target girls like when i'm dancing and shit like that like all of you guys have seen me at well except for chris have you ever seen me fucking hit anyone <laughs> 
No. <laughs> like anyone, like really, like fucking Christ, dude. So, and it's just like, if I'm if, if I'm being totally honest, I think the fact that we're even breathing life into some of this is ridiculous. But like, obviously, most people know who I am. Most people know what I'm about, and like the people who do actually know me, I think like me. But uh, it's like this group of kids and like you know some adults who don't know me whatsoever have just like heard this like insane game of telephone of just like bastardizing truth that are coming at me crazy. Right. Right. Uh, so we got like, so to summarize, I know I've, I've kind of just been like speaking manic nonsense, but to summarize everything pretty much is like, there's these one group of kids who think that we're fucking Nazi assholes because of this reason. And then there's another group of kids who think the same thing for another stupid reason. You know, the irony of all of that is if they want to go and find actual Nazis, they just need to go to a malevolent creation show (laughs) or look up certain people on the east side and they can see like actual Nazis instead of them trying to make people, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. to me it's ridiculous, like. Really, yeah, like making problems where there aren't any. Yeah, and here's the thing, dude. And this is like another point I was going to bring up. I don't know what's more funny to me that they truly believe that we are like Nazis, or that they believe that and have done absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) They're making they're making vicious posts. Exactly, dude. Like, yeah, like if they thought you were Nazis, they should like. Kick you out of my ass. Because here's the thing. If there were Nazis, I'll tell you the first three people who would be kicking their asses. And it's not those fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, Buffalo. What is happening to you? Dude, I'm dude, and you know what's the weird dude? Chris, you haven't seen it, but like things have been pretty fucking sick for the past since. I've been seeing it. Like I've been, I mean, from from Dude, my from my lofty truly, tower, I've been watching like awesome things awesome. coming up, great shows happening, and I guess it's, like as these things get bigger and better, there's always going to be someone to pick at it, and yeah. they'll take whatever opportunity they can. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I've explained some of this shit one hundred times at this point. I guess I probably will forever, but uh, I don't know. It's just like. It's hard to wrap my head around it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I think at some point. I mean, I know Chris said you'll be explaining it forever, but like at some point it'll stop, dude. Like people will just know. I'm I'm surprised it hasn't already. To be honest, I with you. you know I want to agree with you, Derek, but not to put not to make you uncomfortable, Alex. But Alex is a prime example of this shit that people weren't even around for still mm-hmm. have a problem with it and they don't even they probably couldn't even tell you where the fucking place was mm-hmm. yeah like as much as i want to agree with you yeah there's some things in I almost, Buffalo that just don't go away i almost have to agree with you chris because here's the thing let's talk about the pipeline of events that have transpired over the past week <laughs> some graffiti happened in the basement and i guess that is simplifying it but let's be honest some graffiti happened in a, ba- a punk house basement and somehow this led to Nazi accusations. That's how insane this is. You know, this, the pipeline is graffiti, childish graffiti to Nazi. <laughs> like, 
it's unbelievable, dude. Like, and the thing is, I, I understand, like I said, I understand that I'm a rather polarizing figure. That's fine. I accept that, you know, but uh, it's like the first, like anytime that there's an issue that I am involved in or not, even, dude, some, like, dude, I'm barely involved in this. Like, like, if I'm being honest, <laughs> I just booked the yeah. show. Like, yeah, I'm, not right. in, I'm not in violent way. I didn't do the graffiti, but obviously those right, are like best- when, when, not to interrupt you, but when this was first proposed, I was like, Brett's not even in violent way. Why are, what's going on? I here? fucking know, dude. Here's the thing. When the, like I said, when these, it's this, it's this small and oh God. So this is my, like, like I said, I think even doing this is kind of breathing life into some nonsense. But if I'm being honest, I do know in my heart that this is like 10 people who are just screaming into an echo chamber. It affects nothing. Like, I'm not going anywhere, unfortunately, you know, for them. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to book shows. I'm still going to play shows. Like, it's just like, here's the, and here's the thing, too. All of these people who have these issues, I got that year the knife show coming up in two weeks. If they wanted to go to that, I wouldn't say a fucking word to them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's like this narrative that was invented based like, you know, off of a, a big stretch that uh, is just being spread to these people who don't know me whatsoever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, I got, I got called out for not bringing this up on the last time we interviewed you is uh Another relative of yours. Oh boy, here we go, <laughs> dude. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Tell us, uh, tell us about Mr. Bobbit, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing too. <laughs> He's a rather polarizing figure too. So, but I will tell you. So, the story of my uncle Johnny. For those who don't know, Google John Wayne Bobbit. <laughs> Mike's in the room laughing. <laughs> the story of my uncle Johnny leads directly to my birth. Okay, so what happened to my uncle Johnny is directly responsible for my birth. So all these people who have a problem with me blame my uncle Johnny or blame the woman. So your it. uncle Johnny's penis gets cut off and it lands in your mom. Like what's going on? <laughs> no, I'll explain it. I'll explain. <laughs> Same um, with the episode. all right so my uncle johnny you know gets his dick cut off by his wife he becomes incredibly famous for it incredibly famous i'm like he's on he's friends with howard stern he's going on tv shows and shit all this makes what was at the time for a long time actually the highest grossing porn of all time i don't know if anyone knows that dude it's called (laughs) this is not a joke it's called Franken penis. Yeah. Yes, it, it was is. for a long time called. <laughs> and then there's another one too called uh, John Wayne Baba Uncut. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, for a while it was like the highest grossing point of all time. But you know, whatever. My uh, my uncle Johnny gets super famous. You know, it, it, for a while it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to him, which is funny saying it to a group of dudes. <laughs> so you know he gets all his fame he, he moves to las vegas and my dad starts becoming almost like his manager so my dad moves to vegas with him they're going to like the playboy mansion obviously he's big in porn like they're living a insane bachelor life you know nuts just like some true wolf of wall street shit and uh 
<laughs> Uncle Johnny, like I said, is doing porn and they're often going to porn shoots. And my father happens to meet my mother at one of these shoots. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, she was just holding a boom mic, I imagine. <laughs> uh, I wish that was she could have been a makeup person. She could have been like a I'll, PA. Uh, I'll I'll let everyone uh decide what they think she was doing. But <laughs> my father did meet her there. And that is what led to me. Wow. Hmm. So when do we get your Uncle Johnny on the podcast? <laughs> Dude, I'll, tell you a really, I'll tell you a really funny story. So Clear Focus did like our first full US and we're playing Las Vegas. And I hadn't seen my Uncle Johnny in, in years. He, he kind of was like, for a long time, he was going back and forth from Vegas and Niagara Falls. That's where we're from. I, I live in Niagara Falls. So um, my Uncle Johnny actually, so I should say this. He actually, so he made a ton of money off of all of the fame and all that stuff, but he had a bad deal with his lawyers or, or like uh, some kind of agent or something, so, some kind of bad deal and was screwed out of a lot of money and, and went broke. So he moves back to the falls, whatever, he's living a normal ass life. Then he gets in this really bad car accident, breaks his fucking neck, his neck and back and like gets an insane settlement and is rich again. So in like his late 40s. So of course he does the most, Uncle Johnny should ever moves back to Vegas. So I don't see him for years, whatever. Uh, Clear focus is touring and we go to Vegas. And my dad hits me up and he's like, Hey, you should hit up Uncle Johnny to see if uh, you can stay with him. And I'm like, All right, sure, whatever. You know, I hit up Uncle Johnny and he's like, Oh, hey, I sorry. I'm just, uh, I'm in the hospital. I, uh, you know, I broke my foot. I'm being discharged today, though. So if you actually want to come to the hospital and pick me up, I can take you back to my house. You can stay at my house for a couple of days. Well, you know, I'll feed you all this, whatever. So dope. It's cool. You know, he's got, I heard he's got a big, nice house. We hadn't like we had just played like 10 shows straight and it was like July. So we were disgusting. So we show up to the hospital and I go to like ask for my Uncle Johnny's room and he's in like the infectious ward unit. <laughs> like to go visit him, I had to put on like a full body like scrubs and like a mask and shit and pre-COVID. So it was, it was weird to do this. <laughs> so uh, I go in there and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? So it turns out my uncle Johnny broke his foot because he was in like the mountains of Colorado searching for buried treasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like searching for buried treasure up in the mountains of Colorado. And he like fell down a cliff, broke his leg, and had to be like mercy flighted out of there. That like rescue him out of there. And keep in mind, wow. no one in my fucking family knows this until it happened. So like he just had this like insane life where he was searching for this like super famous buried treasure in Colorado. DB Cooper shit. I was gonna say it was a DB Cooper. No, but I don't know exactly what it is, but it is a popular thing. So yeah, turns I've heard out, about it too. Dude, turns yeah, out it was real. Shit. Turns out it was real and someone found it. Yeah, mm. there was like some crazy like uh like a scavenger hunt almost. He gave you like a bunch of clues and yeah. then, like you had to like figure out the clues to figure out where where the treasure was. Yeah, it was like two million dollars in gold or something like that. Of course, yeah. Derek knows all about this given his favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so yeah, so like I'm in the fucking hospital, 
And they tell me all this, and they're like, he's got the like, a terrible, terrible infection in his foot. It's like at serious risk of losing his foot. Like, it was a real big deal. Like, he was, like, leaving the hospital against the doctor's wishes. So this uh, doctor is, like, dropping all this shit on me. Michael Johnny's out there. He's, a, he, he's out there, like, to say the least. So uh, the doctor's telling me all this as if I'm going to be, like, his live-in caretaker. Like, <laughs> like telling me, like... I'm like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, dude, I don't live here. I haven't seen him in fucking five years and I'm leaving tomorrow. So, but nevertheless, we, uh, <laughs> we take him home. We take him home and they like, they assign him like a, a nurse to come to his house every day. Like he shouldn't be walking at all. He should have been like completely bedridden, like just immobile his shit was bad they were, they were gonna cut his fucking foot off this dude <laughs> is as soon as we get in the house he's like walking all over the place and just like oh christ i'm, I'm skipping a pretty funny part but it's kind of i mean let's, let's be real compared to your dick what's a foot <laughs> true i guess you're right well here's the thing you get he got his dick cut off if that fucker still works they, they put it back on you get your foot cut off you're fucked <laughs> I'm, I'm, missing out a, I'm missing out a very funny part So by the time we get him in the van Obviously, you know, Nick, Greg Everyone knows who my Uncle Johnny is Like everyone who knows me usually knows about Uncle Johnny So uh, my Uncle Johnny starts saying this weird shit He starts going, when we get back I'll show you guys my pipe And we're like <laughs> and he's, saying it, he's saying it kind of weird Like saying it like, yo, when we get back I'll show you guys my dick, I know you want to see it he keeps saying it, keeps saying it kind of strange. He keeps, and I'm like, oh my God, don't, no one wants to see your pipe, dude. Don't show no one your pipe. So, and he's being so cryptic that everyone believed they were talking, he was talking about his fucking dick. So we get into the house, he rolls in with his fucking wheelchair and he walks up, I mean, not walk, he rolls up to his fucking uh, living room coffee table and he has just got like, Pounds upon pounds of marijuana on the table, which was completely insane for my uncle Johnny. So, like, sometime, like, he left Niagara Falls and went back to Vegas. He took up smoking weed. He had like a comic, like, like Pineapple Express, Cheech and Chong <laughs> amount of fucking weed on his table. But he he disappears for a second, comes out of his room, and comes back with like a foot long, like Native American pipe. Like that he uses to smoke weed, like fucking Gandalf. Like <laughs> and that's what he was talking about this whole time was this fucking weed pipe. <laughs> it was truly like the funniest, like probably the funniest 24 hours of my life. How disappointing like, so was I'm Greg? sure that all of you I was I was just saying I'm sure that all of you were like, oh man, oh, I'm glad it's that pipe. But which oh, one of you was secretly hoping to see the scars? Oh, all of us, all of us. Yeah. I've never even seen it. I've never even seen it. I mean, obviously, that's my uncle. Of course, I've never seen my uncle thick. <laughs> yeah, that gets into a whole weird area that you might need therapy for. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, that is this. Uh, it was a really funny, funny time. And my dude, anytime like that story gets brought up, probably once a month, my friends are always bringing it up. <laughs> Seeing my uncle Johnny's pipe. Let's just talk about those two shows real quick. So there's a show on. The 14th and 15th. 14th is Year of the Knife. Training order. Or uh, Missing Link, a band from Albany slash New York. 
um, final declaration and deal with God. And the 15th? That is a karma, dare, smash and grab, and yeah. hold out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Am I missing anyone else? Uh, oh, it's standalone. Standalone is awesome playing that show. And on that note, we're going to shut this down, I think, right? I think that's good. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect place to end it. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Thanks for coming on. Yep, thank yeah, you. I, I wish it was under... <laughs> Formal clothes with baggy makeshift pockets I spot the camera, then my partner go blocks it I'm walking out, went in, I'm out, that's obnoxious Yeah, you can watch us, good luck trying to stop us Fuck your company, fuck your corporation Fuck security, ain't no intimidation Fuck the pogies, I'm out with my homie Fighting back how we can, they can't control me It's Robin Hood, Hood. Yeah, it's my favorite million of the world It's Robin Hood, Hood. Yeah, it's my favorite million of the world And speaking in code Me and my partner see how much we can load This ain't our keep, but it's for everyone Stealing off king's tables, beats sharing the drums Sneaking past the ones we serve Getting high to calm the nerves I'm going shopping without a shopping cart So let me cut the music and shout out Walmart It's Robin Hood, Hood. And it's my favorite night of the world